Welcome to The Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and agree to disagree. I'm Colin True, and today I'm picking a fight with the Oscars. Welcome to the first annual Rock Fight Oscar preview today. I'm going to run through the best outdoor elements of each of the 2023 Academy Award Best Picture nominees before choosing one above all else and awarding the Rock Fight Championship belt to the 2023 Best Outdoorsy Picture winner. Lastly, I'll give my thoughts and prediction for who is actually going to win Sunday night at the 95th Annual Academy Awards. Okay, let's get started. I'm going to spin a wheel to select a nominee, and then I will tell you the best or most outdoorsy part of that movie before I tell you my winner. I'm not offering a synopsis, and I will be speaking with full spoilers, so if you haven't watched these movies, I don't know what to tell you. Either go for it or, hey, podcasts are evergreen content, and this is a fake awards show, so come back anytime you like. Let's go! Okay, spin the wheel. I got on my phone here to select the first nominee that we'll be talking about today. The Fablemans. All right, let's talk about the best outdoorsy part in the movie, The Fablemans, and it's obviously the family camping trip. Not only does that part of the movie provide a crucial plot point later in the movie, but they almost make camping outside for the sake of camping outside look like an enjoyable experience. Almost. Okay, what's the next nominee we're going to talk about? Women Talking. Okay, the outdoorsy element of women talking that I think wins in that movie is the rural landscape. So I grew up in central Pennsylvania, actually around a lot of Amish and Mennonite families, and Mennonite families are prominently featured in women talking. And I know that's not where women talking is set, but the scenes of kids running around on sunny days through fields and stuff just hit home for me. It was like the outdoorsiness of my youth. So the rural landscape of women talking is the winner of the outdoorsy, best outdoorsy element of women talking. Okay, next nominee. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay, it's a it's a pretty clear winner here. It's the We Are Rocks scene. It's the scene where Evelyn and Joy slash Jobu Tupaki are simply rocks in a universe devoid of life, providing a quiet respite in the middle of a wonderfully chaotic film. We've all, as outdoorsy people, had this experience of going to a quiet, serene place and escaping the noise of the day-to-day. And uh, in this movie, clearly, that's an important scene, and it calms everything down for a second has some really funny interactions, uh, and kind of sets the stage for the ending of the movie. So, the We Are Rock scene for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Next nominee. All Quiet on the Western Front. (laughs) 
Um, okay. Uh, this is my second to least, second to last uh, favorite of the 10 movies. Um, it's a pretty gross movie. It did not do a good job of establishing a connection with the key players because they are too busy showing how awful war is. And yes, war is awful, but where something like Saving Private Ryan showed us the brutality of war in a seemingly very real way, it seemed to me that All Quiet took those brutal parts and just beat us over the head with it. So it's really that opening scene, one of the first things you see in the movie that wins best outdoorsy scene here, and it's the Fox family cuddling, the Fox family cuddling against the distant explosions of World War One. It's the easy winner for me. Uh, I didn't enjoy this movie, um, but that was effective, kind of showing a real moment in nature against just the bullshit that was coming caused by humans. So that's ever, uh, all quiet on the Western Front. Next nominee. Elvis. Yeah, Elvis is disqualified. Um, I'm going to get to Avatar, obviously, in a second, and that movie kind of pissed me off, but I sort of respected the work that went into making the movie. Elvis is an embarrassing movie that's only nominated because the Academy loves biopics for some reason. So, Elvis is disqualified. Next nominee. Top Gun Maverick. Okay, well, that's a tie. This there's a, The best outdoorsy scene is a tie here. It's the sailing scene and the beach football game. Uh, seeing Jennifer Connelly and Tom Cruise just zipping around San Diego Harbor was just as exhilarating as the filmmaker somehow finding a way to pay homage to the most ridiculous scene in the original Top Gun, the beach volleyball scene, while improving on it and somehow making it work. So, But I really enjoyed the sailing scene, the jokes about Maverick being in the Navy and not knowing how to sail a boat. All of that stuff was great. Um, but, you know, you got to make mention of the beach dogfight football, whatever it was they were doing. It was great. It was great. Everything in that movie was great. Okay, next nominee. Tar. The best outdoorsy scene in Tar are the running scenes. So Tar is mostly set in urban environments and what do outdoorsy people do when they're in a city? They get out for a run. There are multiple scenes of Lydia running, which felt like a brief homage to my days traveling for outdoor brands and getting out for morning runs in cities just to see the place and get some exercise. So the running scenes in Tar. Okay, next nominee. The Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah, Banshees of Inisherin. Um, the whole thing. Like the whole movie. I can't pick just one scene. It's set in the 1920s, and Banshees is all rag wool sweaters and people walking around on dirt paths and all sorts of weather. And I, I don't think Martin McDonough intended it when he made this movie, but Banshees is out is as outdoorsy as anything Warren Miller ever made. The movie was awesome. It's one of my three favorites of the year. Um, see this movie if you haven't. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen this movie, what are you doing? But go watch Banshees of Inisherin and appreciate the fashion, the Irish 1920s fashion. All right, next nominee. 
Triangle of Sadness. Okay, so for Triangle of Sadness, they could have used some performance textiles uh, for the for that scene, let's say, for some cleaning parts of that scene. Uh, but really, actually, it's a survival part on the island. About two-thirds of the way through Triangle Sadness, the movie turns into an island survival tale, which is amazing. But of course, watching people who have no idea what to do going through the learning curve of something elemental to their survivor is always interesting. And I'm sure, as I'm saying this somewhere, Chuck Nolan and Wilson are nodding along. So, yeah, the survival part on the island is the best outdoorsy scene for Triangle of Sadness. Okay, and let's spin the wheel one last time. We know there's only one movie left, but just for fun, let's do it anyway. Avatar, The Way of Water. Okay, uh, this is complicated. So, with the first Avatar, there was this thing where people were depressed because Pandora is this fictional place and they were all sad that they couldn't actually experience it firsthand. And I heard that's kind of happening with The Way of Water. And even if it isn't happening with this movie, this movie pisses me off. And it's not because its runtime was longer than it had any business being, uh, but it's because all this effort was put into creating a fictional world that in many ways simply emulated the best parts of Earth. So here's my advice to you. If you were inspired by the environmental message of either you know, of either Avatar film, or if you're pining to experience the beauty of Pandora, get on a goddamn airplane and go see planet Earth. There is shit on this planet that will blow your mind, and you're just sitting around getting all sad because you can't experience a place generated in a computer? Jesus Christ, get out of your mom's basement and go to the Maldives or Indonesia or, I don't know, fucking Cleveland. Who cares? There's beauty everywhere on this planet. Go see stuff. God, I hate Avatar. I really do. Got that off my chest. Appreciate it. So of all these movies and all these great outdoorsy moments in mainstream movies, of all of them, which gets the 2023 Rock Fight Championship belt for Best Outdoorsy Best Picture nominee. That's a lot of best to say. Well, that's easy. It's been the Daniels year, and the accolades continue as the winner is obviously everything, everywhere, all at once. For the rocks in the desert scene. The Daniels are preparing for the real Oscars and unavailable to accept, so I will be accepting this award on their behalf. But if you've not seen everything, everywhere, all at once, that movie will change your life. Check it out. It's awesome. And that's the winner for 2023. Now, lastly, I want to give you my real Oscars prediction because this is my podcast and I can do what I want. Now, the, the smart money is on everything, everywhere, all at once to win Best Picture. And I think that's probably what's going to happen. If I was predicting what's going to happen, and like I just said, I freaking love that movie. So if it does win, I'd be stoked. But if I was going to, if my prediction of who will actually win is actually everything, everywhere, all at once. I could also see Fablemans or Banshees winning. They both just feel like Best Picture winners, and Spielberg and McDonough have obviously been there before. But if I'm being honest... You know, I'm not betting money, but I do think, I do think this is what's going to happen. I feel it in my bones. I felt last year the Coda was going to win, and it did. So maybe, in this, you know, maybe there's something to these little feelings that I'm having. Um, but I'm going to predict that it's the movie of the year, Top Gun Maverick, that will win Oscar gold on Sunday night. And the reason is, you know, maybe 
Top Gun didn't save Hollywood, as some folks, including Steven Spielberg, have said in recent months. Maybe it did. But it certainly made it normal to go to the movies again. And since the Academy expanded the category of Best Picture after the 2008 debacle where The Dark Knight did not get a nomination, it's only been a matter of time before, before a big popcorn movie took home the top prize. It was nice that Black Panther got nominated, and funny to think that Spider- Spider-Man No Way Home was talked about as deserving of a nomination. But after all the issues caused by the pandemic, Top Gun Maverick was indeed the movie of the year, and I believe the Academy will want to cap off this comeback story by rewarding the movie that made the comeback possible. So yeah, if you're betting real money on it, I think everywhere, everything everywhere is your safe bet, is the safe bet. But in my heart... It's Maverick, Rooster, Phoenix, and Hangman. They're the real winners here. So come on, Top Gun! Let's do this! Be sure to come back for Monday's pod where I'll either be gloating about my prediction or licking my wounds because Elvis won and I couldn't stop vomiting all night. All right, that concludes this year's Rock Flight Oscars preview. And as much as we all love the outdoorsy parts of our lives, I hope you'll put away the skis, bikes, and surfboards Sunday night and enjoy the 95th Academy Awards because movies rule. And last year, Will Smith hit a guy, so you never know what could happen. And yes, I'm avoiding the obvious rock fight joke that is in there. Thanks for listening to The Rock Fight. Please send your comments and suggestions to myrockfight at gmail.com. I'm Colin True. We'll be back next week with more outdoorsy goodness. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight, LLC. Yeah.